Hey, besties. Hello, besties. <laughs> <laughs> Cape Cod. <laughs> That's right. Hey y'all, welcome back to Rachel Profiling. Today I have a special fun little episode. I have two guests with me today. Levi, who hey. you all know and love, Aww. and Miss Stacy Cooper, who is, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Me? Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm Levi's mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and you're like my I'm Boston mom. Your Boston mom, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm here in Cape Cod because... I cracked my ankle, <laughs> essentially, so I got a nice little forced break, and they're so generous to let me come stay at their house for a little bit and hang out and just be besties, be but I want to do a podcast episode with Mrs. Cooper today, because, Call me Stacey. today <laughs> because I feel like there's so much we can talk about. First of all, sure. first question, Yeah. I want to know what your first impression of me was. Of you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You had so much energy. You have so much energy (laughs) and so much positivity. Oh, and you're beautiful and you're smart (laughs) and fun and funny and kind and accepting of Levi. That was a huge thing for me, certainly. Uh, yeah, we I, mean, I could go. We yeah. 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 Aww, definitely, yay. definitely, so positive and upbeat. <laughs> I love you. So yeah, oh, I love you too. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Oh, that makes me all warm. Love. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about. I want to ask you a little bit about um, if we, if you're okay, just jumping in about because you've been working right now amidst I have coronavirus oh. and you're a healthcare professional. I am. All vaccinated up. I'm considered a. Frontline worker. Yes, ma'am. I'm a registered nurse. I work at Boston Medical Center on the mother-baby unit. And we definitely have COVID patients. And it's scary. It's a scary time. Like mothers who have COVID? Mothers who have COVID who have had their babies. And um, their babies have been with them for the most part, most of them. Um, Do the babies contract COVID? Like are they... Uh, There have been a few cases of babies having COVID. Um, early on, like back in April, um, there were a few cases, but they're still studying how they got it, you know, like how they, how it was trans, um, transmitted to the babies. But yeah, it definitely is scary. And, um, a lot of it are, you know, minorities Mm -hmm. who have contracted it because they live in houses where there's, uh, many generations of families living or p- people that are living with other families um so it's it's definitely um a challenge for minorities yeah um but i did get my vaccine i got my first vaccine um two weeks ago and was i'll get exciting? my next it was so exciting i was card. so excited i have my little card you get a card with it i did yeah it's from the cdc that's so cool and Ooh, i get my sweet. next vaccine next wednesday so Ooh. i am i cannot wait is it three and rounds or two? Two. It's two injections, three weeks apart. I can't wait for you guys to get it. Yeah, yeah we're going to be like the last ones, I feel like. Yeah. But that's completely okay. Right. I'm, everyone else can get before me. I started seeing some some people from back home get it who they just like had the hookup. 
so they got it because their parents are pharmacists or like they like know someone mm, like, yeah that's not fair which i like i of course i want like herd immunity and everything but i was like how is my mom like sitting there with lesions on her lungs you know yeah. or like yeah, k-12 yeah, K- yeah. K- workers Definitely. So have to go into education. For herd immunity to happen, 75% of the community needs to be vaccinated. So I highly encourage everybody who has the opportunity to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely teachers should get vaccinated next. Mm -hmm. People who are in the demographic of 65 or above, mm-hmm. which would include your parents, should definitely get vaccinated, which I think will be end of February, think, March. Yeah, it's not soon. Yeah. I don't know. Is it like different states are doing different rollout things? It's all, you know, like they didn't really a lot. The government, our United States government, didn't Ooh. really a lot, <laughs> a lot of money to for the rollout. So yeah, they need people to vaccinate people. So they need, yeah. you know, nurses and of other course. people who are able to vaccinate, to volunteer or work at um, vaccinating. So, yeah, the government, the government's not really governmenting right now. Yeah. We're coming to you today from <laughs> post civil war, post post coup, coup attempt. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. To, we were we were just driving around Cape Cod while we're like, yeah, we're listening. Really to good days on, on my mind. Good days on my mind. <laughs> Yeah. All people are like trying to burn down the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> they got in fast. They got, they got in, in real fast. And now fast. I saw that um, Zuckerberg, like you were saying this morning. It's, it's shocking. It's until like the end it of his presidency. That oh, not, is it? Yeah. I just oh, saw wow. it's not. It, he's like it's blocked so on Facebook and Twitter. He's going to be going on Instagram stories. Whole <laughs> <laughs> <pull> time. <laughs> Instagram poll. He's going to pull out Tumblr or something. Oh, God, not Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Reddit. <laughs> That'd be horrible. <laughs> Yeah, well, I want to ask you more about you because I feel oh. like I don't know. I feel like I know you, but they, I just you're such a you're such a loving, caring person who I appreciate. I want to get to know more of like who is Stacy Cooper. Oh my gosh, I don't know. What do, what do you mean? Like I, um, <laughs> what do you think, Levi? I yeah. Like yeah. where where did you grow up? Like what made you yeah. want to be a nurse? Or, oh, you know, geez. stuff like that. So I grew up. I grew up in Plymouth. I was born in Boston. Really? I, I was born in Boston at Saint Margaret's Hospital, oh, which was yeah. a hospital for women and families. Yeah. Like a Catholic hospital. Right. Um, I was the oldest child born to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived in Hull for a short time, then we moved to Plymouth. My parents ended up divorcing when I was, or separating when I was about 10 or 11, and then officially divorcing when I was 15. Um, I have two siblings. They're younger than I am. And yeah, so I grew up in Plymouth and went to public school. It was very much a white (laughs) um, (laughs) community. There were black people in our community. and I say this as just this is how it was. We never, I never, my parents never talked about race. Yeah. Um, I ne- I have never heard my father utter a racial comment mm-hmm. about anyone. My mother, on the other hand, would occasionally mention it, thinking it was funny. Um, and I honestly didn't even know better. It, yeah. it wasn't until just recently in the last few years that it's really come to, um, for me, 
to acknowledge the whole yeah. Black right. Lives Matter and, and race mm-hmm. and, and the different um, yeah. issues in our country and our community. Yeah, um, y'all came from like the generation of where it was like we don't see color type B. We right? don't see color. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my parents certainly grew up in a time where they had already moved out of Boston, but Boston had a huge busing yeah. um, situation. And as you know, Boston is a very racist Oh, city. Yeah. Y'all got selfie? Um, <laughs> <laughs> y- y'all ever been a selfie or what? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my two grandfathers grew up in Southie, but my uh, again, my grandfather, I, I never heard him utter one racist word. I mean, but he also mm-hmm. was very privileged, and um, which is, I mean, that's just who he was and yeah. how we are, so. Right. Yeah, and it's a lot of just, like, realizing things over time and, like, slowly learning because so much of it, I feel like, is taught in the subconscious mm-hmm. or it's, like, it's not acknowledged yeah. to where it's, like, you know, if you don't if you don't actively have to, like, deal with it and advert it, then it's, like, how does that happen, you know? Yeah. It's, like, I feel like it, kind of, like it all intersects how some people aren't taking COVID seriously because they don't see it directly affecting anyone. So they're, yeah. like, that can't be real. That can have, microaggressions aren't real. Yeah. We need to worry about real racism. Oh, yeah. yeah. La, 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 la. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole scope of things. But thank yeah. you for sharing. You're welcome. Um, I have some other questions for you, like, some question questions. Uh, do you, do you want to ask this one? Which one is the it? The one we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because you haven't, you haven't changed how too much yet. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how to start it, I guess. Well, on the topic of just, like, kind of, you know, growing up in a, in a world that was very different to today, and obviously, like, trans topics weren't talked about, and that was something that was, like, you know, it wasn't... Even, like, you know, gay topics weren't even talked about, you know, and stuff like that. So I guess kind of, like, comparing your experience to then to now, like, what has been, like, your experience, like, as the parent, like, of a trans kid? And, like, totally... You what? Said, like, what's, what do you mean? What's, like, what's... You're hard? transgender? <laughs> uh, surprise. Uh, surprise. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, like, what's been your... And, like, totally, like, open and honest because I want to know your experience from the parent perspective because as, like, a trans kid, like, I've tried my hardest to be as patient with you and dad because I realized that, you know, <laughs> you guys are also going through something, too, and, like, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, it's, it's there's a lot of generational things, too, that, you know, there's big differences, but also just, like, your experience and how, like, you know, like, coming to terms with it and, like, how you kind of grew with it and are growing with it even today and like mm-hmm. you know your experience with that well so you came out to me when you were 15 yeah I, I can't preface yeah I came out as gay when I was 15 right like, yeah and so that was yeah I was yeah. totally I was like crying in the car and my, my mom was like why are you crying are you gay and I was like yeah and she's like <laughs> stop crying like I love you you know um, um which is, that was totally yeah. fine. And it's a and very then, different experience coming out. Very different. And then over the next few years, you, you know, were allegedly gay, mm-hmm. but you were dressing more masculine. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking to myself, you're, and forgive me if I'm not using the proper terms, but I felt like you were just more like a butch lesbian. Yeah. No, that's what And that's what I was look. sort of hoping for, yeah. but... Deep down inside, it was, oh, you you know, maybe 
is transgender, you yeah. know, and then it was right about that time. Thank you for coming out on our anniversary um, that you were transgender. You gave the letter. And I felt like that was the best way to articulate what you were feeling is yeah. to write it down <clears throat> and to give it to me. Yeah, I wrote read, them like which... a five book. My parents, I wrote them like a five page letter because like I feel like I wanted to get everything kind of from like start to finish and like kind of given the whole like big picture scheme of things because I feel like like coming out as gay it's like yeah like when you come out like anybody who's come out like you know like it's something that it's like physically hard to say like your body is like like it was physically hard for me to say that and I feel like coming out as trans writing the letter really helped me just kind of get everything into perspective and I wanted you guys to try to at least you know understand where I was coming from and understand you know the things that I was feeling and what I was going through and like kind of explaining that because you know me just being like oh I'm transgender there's a lot of you know questions it's like well you know growing up like what was this what was that and I feel like writing it all down was a better way to just like get it out mm -hmm. you know and, and try to have which I thought was excellent yeah um with that said it didn't make it any easier for oh, no. me yeah. and your father to um accept it and mm -hmm. support you we here's the thing you've always done what you've said you're going going to do you've always known who you are you've always been so true to yourself and honest and and you've always just been absolutely you've always done what you said you're going to do i guess is what i'm saying yeah um but it was extremely difficult mm -hmm. and hard and i think it's still hard for your father versus me yeah um, and it's still a journey. Yeah. Thank you for being patient with us because we still are not using the pronouns like just, just as fluid as yeah. fluid as it should be. Yeah. And you um, acknowledge that like like a couple weeks ago, which I was really grateful for. Because, right, and it's you know, still going to happen. I mean, yeah. I've known you for eighteen years as, and now I have to change. Yeah, um, out of respect for you, and I just want you to live your true, authentic life and mm -hmm. and support. Yeah. Um, everything that you're going through. So, right. Um, I mean, I love you. It doesn't change anything about you. You know, I'm not going to disown you. Yeah. And I, it makes me so sad for those people who are transgender, who don't have the support that you have. Yeah. Um, with that said, I have friends and family members who haven't said anything and yeah. that is deafening. And those people have taken a back burner to in my life, yeah. and and it will it take it will take a long time for me to even go there, and it could yeah. be never, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, the questions that I get asked the most by friends and some family members are: Are you sure? Is is Levi sure? Oh my uh, God! Who is you know, asking this no, question? No, 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 no! I'm not going to name names, but you know, like maybe if you just wait another few years, or uh, don't have this surgery, like... don't have um, top surgery, or whatever. Like, and that's another question: is so many people? That's the first thing that they ask: Is he going to have the surgery? So, that's like, so I feel like that it, yeah. it's so, um, right. And I just so feel like it's, it's not nobody's, it's nobody's business for right. one. It's like, I wouldn't ask anybody what surgeries they've had. Like, I wouldn't ask anybody what's in their pants. Right. And like, the of thing course. is, it's like, for me, I've been on this earth for 19 years, but I am just getting to know myself now. Like, mm -hmm. I am just 
becoming who I've always meant to be. And so mm-hmm. when it's like people are like, are you sure? It's like, well, yeah, I spent 18 years of my life in the closet. Right. Like hating myself, hating my life, like hating, like depressed, like all of these mm-hmm. really awful things that it w- I wouldn't wish upon anyone. Mm-hmm. So when it's like, oh, are you sure? Like, yeah, I went through gender therapy. I signed legal consent mm-hmm. forms. I went to doctors. I went mm-hmm. to psychologists. I did a program that's like certified. Like I mm-hmm. did all this stuff to get where I you know, it's not yeah, and of course, meeting your doctors has been mm-hmm. a huge help for yeah. me and your father. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, we it's it's here, it's happening, it's real, and you're living your own. And you've been so much happier since you've come out. Yeah, which is amazing. I thought you were just moping around because you were a you know <laughs> depressed, you know, gay depressed kid. teenager, <laughs> right? But you're not. No, it was. Yeah, this is. This is what's happening. So, so like growing up, did you ever like? Were you ever like, no, wait a damn minute? Like, did no, you ever even like, even if like before I came out as gay or like anything? Like, did you ever like think about that stuff? Like, uh, as a parent, as a parent, yeah. well, ever since you could pick out your own Halloween costume, I mean, <laughs> that is true. It was all masculine. It was all boy I mean, stuff. When the first time that you could pick out your own Halloween costume, you wanted to be an angry army guy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so That picture of me on the steps next to Sam, and I have, like, black paint under my yeah. eyes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no. You know. <laughs> it was quite the picture. So, yeah. um, no, when I first moved to Mashpee, mm-hmm. there was um, – I would always see this woman mm-hmm. at Stop and Shop who was transgender. Mm-hmm. And at the time, this was 25, 26 years ago, uh, we would call them a cross-dresser. Yeah. And so I would see this woman who was a cross-dresser mm-hmm. in Mashpee, and I, I mean, I didn't stare at her, right. but it was very obvious right. that, and I saw her for many years, and now I don't see her anymore, so maybe right. she moved away, or I hope she just moved away, meaning like I hope she wasn't hurt or anything right. like that. Yeah. But, um, I think living here on the Cape... It's much more accepting because we live close to Provincetown and Hyannis. So I think that, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. Oh, I, I love you, Mom. I love you, <laughs> Levi. That's so tender. Oh, I think I'm so happy you're so keeping open. your middle name, though, too. I oh, was worried. I could about never that. get rid of that. My middle name is Ireland for anybody who doesn't know. I could never get rid of that. <laughs> if you had the chance to if change you, your face. You had the chance to change your face. Would ya? Would ya? Top of the All right. right. Wrong country, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Oops. Was that Scotland? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both for being so open. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I feel like I learned a lot from this conversation, too. Okay. Yeah, oh, we will to watch Love. all three of us grow together. <laughs> so bestie bonding, bestie bonding, bonding, just a couple of besties hanging out, <laughs> having a little, a little chat, a little chitty chat. Yes. Okay, so Levi had another question for you. This is like a little. But is there anything you want to talk about specific? Oh my God, we could talk about anything. Wait, can is I ask you guys about of Cape Cod? Yes, because oh, yeah. I feel like okay. So coming to Cape Cod is such an ambiance. It's oh. such like, I love it because I grew up in Maine. So oh, yeah. when I got here, I literally was like, wow, this smells <laughs> like I was like, your home oh, smells like New England. Yes. Like, <laughs> but it's like, maybe it's like the oysters signs and like the whales. And I love it. I was, A like, single like, clam in be- our fridge. Beach this way. Um, but just it feels, I don't know if it's maybe 
it's just like a commonality amongst like New England homes or like I guess it's because it's so drastically different from Texas because like Levi was saying when we were driving back from Starbucks this morning how he feels that uh, like you said like the, the houses here like you wouldn't want to buy like a house here because it feels like I yeah I mean I like the houses in your neighborhood like they're nice homes but for me they're a little like plain like I want something with a little more flavor right which a little is more so... European a little more like ooh you know vista yeah like, <laughs> i want like i don't know oh like, i think that, i think i got that wrong <laughs> no but for for in texas the houses are all identical mm-hmm. and they're like it's it's kind of it's like kind cookie of cutter yeah, yeah. Cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. They, but the thing is like they cut down all the trees like their house is surrounded mm-hmm. by trees mm-hmm. they cut they leave like maybe like if it's a if it's a higher class neighborhood they leave trees mm. uh or if it's like an older mm-hmm. neighborhood which is so obscure right yeah and then they plant like this one like dinky little tree in the front yard or like two in the backyard mm-hmm. but they all are like just brown with brick and it's all the mm-hmm. same so that's why I love coming to New England because I'm like, this is such a, this is such like a, I feel like I'm in the pine trees. <laughs> um, and there's actual trees here because there are no trees in Houston. It's mm. like, what do you imagine? Like suburbs, suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like Target, H-E-B, like CBS, like the, the shopping malls, like shopping marts mm-hmm. and then just homes. But I want to ask you like, especially you Levi, like what's like growing up in Cape Cod because I feel like it's so... Like, when I moved from Maine to Texas, it was a culture shock. Yeah. Because mm, it's, sure. so, it's so much smaller in Maine. Yeah. And I remember I was driving. We drove from Maine to Texas. And I saw, like, the first billboard because there are no billboards uh, as much here, I feel mm, like. Yeah, not and until you also, go to, like, Boston. it's all the, the roads. They're, like, one, one-sided. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, in Texas, there's, like, four roads to each side of, like, whatever direction the traffic is. It's so insane. But the first thing I saw, like Metropolis. Yeah, I got to. I think it was in Pennsylvania. It was like rural Pennsylvania, and this was during the Obama administration. And there was a huge, there was a huge billboard saying that Obama was a quote unquote illegal and that he was a terrorist. And I was like, "Mommy, why are they saying mean things about Obama?" But so I was just thinking about how drastically different, yeah, growing up in like Texas was because I feel like that's more so like where I became a woman, like my womanhood and growing up. Um, So I want to know what, like, to kind of, like, compare and contrast, like, what it's like growing up in Cape Cod. Because you also also grew up in I grew up here, yeah. Plymouth, not far from here, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I personally, like, a lot of kids my age, either they love the Cape or they kind of, like, hate it. Yeah. And for me, like, it definitely, like, has a small town vibe where it's just, like, and it's also the fact that it's seasonal, like in the wintertime, there's really like nothing to do. Like we sat, like we went out with our, my friends last night with Rach and we sat at the beach for like an hour, just like talking like Aww, that, you it know, was bonding. like, yeah, like, but I, I love the Cape so much. I love growing up by the ocean. Like I could never move anywhere that doesn't have an ocean, like mm-hmm. down the street or what, wherever, you know, like drive to, um, that's just like such, like I grew up around that so much, like going to the beach when I was younger or just like even you know, during the winter time, like, I would get food or, like, go to the beach, and I would see, like, little kids, like, running around in their winter coats on the sand, which I just love that because, you know, it's, like, everybody loves the ocean here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really love the Cape just because of, you know, the scenery and, you know, like you said, the ambiance. But I, I love, about like, it. yeah, and, like, even growing up with, like, you and, like, Pa and, like, you know, going yeah, shell yeah, fishing yeah, yeah. and, like, fishing and going on the boat you and, go like, shell, stuff like, like you that. go, like, fishing, like, shell fishing? Yeah, you go get some clams and Yeah, oysters, so my dad is a commercial shell fisherman in Chatham. Stan Eddie. And, um, <laughs> it is very cool. I mean, he definitely is, like, a worker. Yeah. And, you know, living in Chatham, is it's very much 
people who are working and then people who are extremely wealthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's fun. I mean, it's definitely yeah. a, a vibe. Certainly. Yeah. And a and lot of people vibe. don't live here year round. There's yeah, a lot like of our people have second homes. Like, isn't it very, like, usually very people seasonal. come? Because I remember you telling me earlier on that people were coming to their homes here when the coronavirus first started yep. yes which and i imagine was, was so frustrating because i get frustrated seeing tourists in boston yeah because the girlies yeah. have been coming to faneuil hall like no other yeah, yeah yeah but i feel like if you have a second home how fortunate you are right you, mm-hmm. and um that you can come here as sort of a respite to come the thing is you know we didn't want people coming here to their second homes if they had COVID because we don't really have the resources for caring in our ICU. We have two small hospitals here. The islands each have a hospital, um, which have like one ventilator on Nantucket and Matos Vineyard, but Cape Cod hospital obviously has more Falmouth has a couple. So we didn't want that overpowering. And just last week, Cape Cod hospital was at 90% capacity, which is, probably the most that they've ever had ever um but it's it's a, that was a little mm-hmm. concerning and a little scary but it's it's sort of balanced out and, yeah and i mean definitely fine, like but... going out on the cape you definitely see like i mean i'm incre- incredibly privileged i will acknowledge mm-hmm. that but there's also you see people who are just like very stuck up about it like mm-hmm. when i like first worked at like the pop and in like, that whole was, like, it was very much people who were, like, entitled. Like, there's people on the Cape. Like, if you grow up on the Cape, like, you're kind of privileged anyway. Um, but if it's if you, if you have, like, a summer home on the Cape, it's, like, a whole another level of privilege. Especially, like, people coming here. Like, there was this one guy who, I think he was from, I don't know where he was from, but he, he was in, like, the Cape Cod Times. And he was talking about how... They, him and his family came to his Cape home and some guy like left on, a note on his car being like, go back to New York where you came from and take the COVID with you or whatever. And then the guy who was like here was like, oh, now we're in our Berkshire home. Like, so this guy has like multiple houses, but he's, you know, he's just like, he's just like taking up the resources and it's just, you know, it's, it's frustrating to see mm-hmm. because, you know, we're such a small place. Yeah, really. you're a small community. Yeah. On the other hand... It's really beautiful to live here. Oh, oh my God. Um, you guys yeah. have beaches. We, we got have beaches, beaches. We got trails. We got right. like, trees. so much trees. And we boat. We kayak. Boat, we kayak. fish. We sh- shellfish. Yeah. We oh, lay on the beach. Train. We read. You know, <laughs> yeah. sit on our deck when it's beautiful. Walk our dog. Yeah. So That's why I like, like being so many like, in Boston things. for school. Because then I can, like, I'm like, close you get the best of home, but like, far enough away. And it's like, you yeah. know. I can, you know, just come home to the cave. Like, even just driving around, like, it's nice to just, like, listen to music and just, like, take mm-hmm. a breather. And I'm glad quiet. you're from the cave, too. Because yeah. then I get to Then you here. get a break. <laughs> yeah, I get a break. I yeah. hope you come here again. Yeah. I will. Especially yeah. in the summer. Without being injured this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it, it's nice having, it's nice, like, having y'all so close by. It's yeah. kind of, like, just peace of mind, to mm-hmm. be honest. Because when I fell down the stairs, I was like, oh, man. What am I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll tell Levi. Bye. <laughs> like his mom will probably help me. Yeah, for so, sure. Oh, I want to talk about like us a little bit. Yeah. Cause I <laughs> get into it. Get into it. <laughs> no, because I you were talking about like I feel like I I keep forgetting if we talked about this in the car if we were talking about it on the podcast, but like when we when we first became friends, mm-hmm. and we've been talking about that a lot this week. Yeah. Cause Levi and I have known each other for three years. Yeah. But I didn't meet you until 
we moved in, in, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, which is insane. Because yeah. I feel like we, like, only know each other. Um, I know, it's like so we weird started to rooming about. together. Like, oh, yeah, we did start but, together. <laughs> but we, yeah. The thing is, we didn't. Did, did you ever f- figure out, or figure out, did you ever, did he ever tell you, like, how we met? We met at five mm-hmm. weeks. We met at, at five, five weeks, week. yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, like, didn't talk to each other. Yeah, because we had, like, a lot of, like, mutual, like, We friends. ran in the same circles. Yeah. But, but they we were, really, like, we weren't, like, last week or so. Yeah, and we weren't, like, really tight with, like, the people we were with are like in our like yeah. five week circles yeah. but Levi and I like knew of each other then there was one night where we were like all the groups were hanging out together yeah and then we ended up like keeping a streak and like snapchatting yeah. and then I was like will you be my roommate yeah and I was like oh my god I was gonna ask you but I was too nervous <laughs> I said haha I beat you to it <laughs> and then we both got put on the housing wait list yeah which and now we're off campus which I think worked out for the best yes it worked out for the and best. now we're trying to find a new apartment yeah <laughs> Can I, swag. very swag in the minority palace. In the minority palace. Yeah. Is do you think Boston's diverse? Um, I think for Massachusetts, it's, it's considered diverse, but I think towards the rest of the country, it's not. Okay. Boston is incredibly white, in my opinion, and it's incredibly racist, um, in my opinion. Um, although, I mean, I've had good experience with like healthcare there, so as a trans yeah. person, I feel pretty safe. That's mm-hmm. good. And I, I, you know, Massachusetts is probably like the most progressive state in the country, I would say, for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, there's issues in every place, and in Massachusetts mm-hmm. has its own issues, but, um, like, Boston being racist. But um, I would say for Massachusetts, it's pretty diverse, because, like, growing up on the Cape from, like, pretty much, like, probably, like, 90% white people here to Boston, it's not a culture shock, but it's definitely, like, oh, yeah, like, there's people of color who exist and who, you know, they live in different communities and like stuff like that. Like I feel like the intersectionality of the Cape is like majority is like white people or like yeah. white LGBTs. Love, yeah, your school. Spice. You told me like there's like not a lot of people of color in your high school. I went to the biggest high school on Cape and it still had a very small percentage of people of color. Yeah, it's and cool that you have like a large LGBTQ. Yeah, honestly, like for for the I went to Barstool High School and for you know the intersectionality I guess like it was interesting because I had like a fair amount of like LGBT friends which I'm happy I like 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 this kid from my high school he was trans and he won like prom king and stuff like that and you know like seeing that it was like oh, really good to, yeah. yeah especially because so, I wasn't out so that's so funny because um like in Texas there was not a large LGBTQ plus community yeah at all like in my high school at all really yeah I mm-hmm. know of like like, who I was friends with and, like, who I knew of, maybe, like, two people were gay. Yeah. And then there were no people who were transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, like, no one was – I was – I was I revolved heavily in the fine arts, so no one was, you know, being homophobic or was discriminatory. But, you know, and, like, earlier on before um, – I remember – oh, my gosh. Did you have Ask FM? Yes. When uh, yes. <laughs> When gay marriage was legalized in the United States in 2016 – the girlies were having a field day on Ask FM, yeah. and they were like, what do you think about this? And being, like, all the Texans were like, well, I'm a Christian, and they were trying to tie it into that and everything, and they kind of, like, hid behind their religion. And then some people were like, I'm a Christian, but obviously, like, I'm, people do I'm, that I support, yeah. yeah, which is so, it's so weird to look back on. I feel like that's only, like, four years ago, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I feel like there are, I'm lucky in the part of Houston that I was in is very, is considerably progressive i think and i was surprised like looking back i i'm like whoa texas was super diverse and i didn't realize that yeah because it's kind of like a melting pot that houston is in a way 
and then coming to Berkeley, like, you and I, like, the reason why we're, like, minority house, minority house is because, like, Levi and I are the only minorities in our, like, friend group. Yeah. I don't always talk to you about yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Which, like, it's nothing, it never, when we talk about these things, Levi and I talk a lot about how I get worried that people are, like, oh, my God, Rachel's POCing again. Like, she won't stop talking oh, about, like, being a POC. About being trans, like, yeah. But then, yeah, exactly, where it's, like, it's not our whole identity, but it's such a prevalent part of our lives to where, like, it affects us in, like, everyday, like, little minute things. Mm-hmm. And then it feels, it feels like we're, some, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you, but sometimes I feel bad because I feel like I'm being a burden to our friend group or a burden to like other people around me when I talk about these issues going on. I feel on. the same way though. Yeah. Which is like problematic because we shouldn't feel like that. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, it's like this kind of like, it, yeah. it's like this push and pull with yeah, it. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes we can, and this goes for just like, even like outside of like the people we know, but just for everybody, like we get tokenized so much. We do get and tokenized just a like, lot. You know, it's not our job to educate you. It's not our job to like, obviously like, personally, I love talking about being trans because mm-hmm. I realize that I hold a privilege that a lot of other trans people don't, especially trans people my age who, like I was scrolling on Facebook one night and I'm in a lot of trans Facebook groups and there was this kid who was like, hey, I'm Joey, I'm 18 and I use human pronouns and I can't transition because of my family. And I started crying because I was like, that's like, it just like hit me in a way where I was like, yeah. this is like so messed up and like I have a privilege where I can talk about my experiences and educate people where it's like oh you know are they sure when it's like Mm -hmm. yeah I'm sure I went through three months of gender therapy and this whole program to get where I am today Mm -hmm. and I feel like I like talking about it because of those reasons but also like at my own cost I don't really like other I don't really like when cis people kind of like drag it into yeah and then they feel like they can make jokes about it yeah and And it's like like trans jokes are only funny coming from trans people. Like, yeah, it's like, like it's like know, taking it's, it back. Yeah, it's like when I joke about like getting top surgeries, when I joke about like my man juice or whatever, like that's funny coming from me. Or like when people know? like make those jokes on Twitter about pronouns. Yeah, they're like my pronouns are boss ass bitch, and it's like okay, that's funny coming from a trans person. That's not yeah. funny coming from like a cis mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. coming from a cis person, it's just kind of rooted in this like oh, I see this trend, like, my trans friend said it, so I can say it, and it's like, you, yeah. don't, you don't get a pass, like, you know, it's not. It's just, yeah, because I, I feel like cause I never want to sound like, woe is me, you know, no, and that's this line of, like, wanting to educate the people that are in our lives, but then knowing it's like, they have the resources to educate themselves, but I don't want someone, like, them to come across someone else who is Asian, who is, like, a POC and say something, right. and then they it's not like, be able to know like, them and take it the wrong way. Yeah, like, you handed me that book balls written by that trans guy you told me to watch disclosure it's like oh my, my mom yeah. who grew up in like the 70s and like you know in you know massachusetts yeah. and like mm-hmm. boston and stuff like that like she is capable enough to educate herself it's like why can't kids our age realize the things that they're saying and you know that think book about it. balls is it's by chris edwards highly recommend such, such an easy good, read so such an easy read but such, it just gives a true yeah like picture of <laughs> A transition yeah. for um, a young man. So yeah. it's excellent. Highly I highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, I f- I f- I'm like, that's why like, I'm really glad we're roommates too on top of Ugh. the multitude of reasons. Because, we're just a like, couple of besties. We're just a couple of besties. Because like, I feel like, you know, we're able us, to advocate for each other, which yeah, I really and, appreciate. And I feel like the intersectionality of our home is just, it works so well because I feel like we can, as minorities, we can protect each other and we can like yeah. have a safe space within like our home. Like we don't have to worry about like, oh, like I'm, you know, Rachel's POC again or Levi's yeah. being trans again. Like, you know what I mean? It's and even then, so that. you and I are both so, we, up until maybe like a few weeks ago, we used to preface a lot to each other. So yeah. then we just had conversations like, you don't need to preface anything. Right. Because like, I love you for you. Right. hundred exactly. percent. And the thing is, I think the biggest difference is, that like Levi and I see each other holistically. Yeah, we it's don't see each other like, like I don't see you as my like, trans friends. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's never been about that. Which is never to fault the other people in our lives because I, I feel like this weird thing where it's like, I don't, of course, I never think anyone would try to intentionally hurt me and I don't think they're doing it consciously. Yeah. But then it's like, am I having this conversation with them or am I just having this conversation with you? So it's very much we we got some stuff we need to we, we got we, some stuff we, we need to, to, to vocalize. vocalize. Yeah, Levi and I have a good like unpacking of. Every, I'm everything so glad you guys have that relationship. Yeah, we're just a couple of besties. We're just a couple of besties. Today we're matching. Today we are we matching. Both came out of, really of our are. thrifting, right? Yeah, yeah, we were thrifting yesterday. Mm-hmm. Found some really good things. Yeah, I went to Savers. Never been to a Savers before. Much better than Goodwill. Yeah. Oh yeah. I usually, well, I used to, when I was younger, my mom would be like, let's go shopping at Goodwill. And I was like, yes, let's have fun. But that's before thrifting was, like, a thing. Mm, yeah. And so it was more, like, looked down upon. It's good to which be I, sustainable. Right? Sustainable, yes. Mm-hmm. Sustainable and frugal. Sustainable. Reusable. Yes. As long as you're not being, like, those Depop girlies who buy things. Oh, who, like, resell things yeah, for, like, double, for, triple like, the price. For, like, oh, my gosh, ridiculous amounts. I'm literally wearing, like, this brown champion crew neck that they would probably sell for, like, yeah. 60 bucks. I've I got it for, found, like, 12. Mm-hmm, brown corduroy pants that Urban would sell for, like, $70. Yeah. And I'm wearing my J. Jill original <laughs> from the Love. catalog. <laughs> and your Vera Mom's Bradley cup. Vera Bradley. My, my, it's a Billy Pulitzer cup. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Can we, should we ask the last question? Yeah, we're still, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can if you're okay with this, we can always cut it out. <laughs> but um I know that you and your husband have opposing beliefs politically. Oh yeah. So I wanna ask you <laughs> and like ideologically uh, ideal ideologically, yeah. Ideally. Ideally well, yeah. Nah, nah. I don't know. I don't know. My my verbose vernacular <laughs> of syntax. <laughs> Not a syntax. The syntax. But I wanted to ask you what it's like uh, being married to someone who has opposing beliefs from you. Especially being a woman <laughs> in the healthcare industry of a trans child. And I know that is the father of a trans child, but you know. So I am a registered Democrat. And ever since I could vote, um, I, I don't always vote my party. Mm-hmm. So there have been times where I have voted independent, I voted Republican, and I voted Democrat. Um, your father is a registered Republican and most often will vote his party. Um, this election was an absolute challenge uh, between the two of us, and we both have our own beliefs and stand our ground, um, and it's been exhausting and frustrating for me um, because I am working in the healthcare industry. Um, I am a woman. I am the parent of a trans child. Um, With that said, he is the parent of a transgender child and a a young adult. Um, And he is 1000% supportive of you and your transition and he would stand on a mountain and shout that to the world. Um, You know, I respect other people's beliefs and we have to agree to disagree. Um, But when it comes to like, especially this election, it directly affected my life and my child's life. Both of my children, actually. Mm -hmm. My My other son has other health issues that I'm grateful for the health care that he has received and the programs that he's been able to go through and the support that um, 
like I said, that he's received has been tremendous. Um, it, it hasn't been easy. I mean, I've had people say, how can you be married to a Republican? I, I like it goes beyond that. I have to separate that from him. I mean, we were introduced by his mother and I mean, I'm so grateful that that was the best thing she did for me. And, and he would say the same thing. Um, you have to pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's we're not, you guys aren't always going to agree there. I have friends who are, we are. No, <laughs> I have friends who are Democrats and I don't always agree with what they are saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I believe in education. I believe yeah. in healthcare, and I want the absolute very best for my family and my friends and and our country. Yeah. I mean, certainly our country. Yeah. And and we have to have a leader that is going to believe in those things, protect the United States of America. You know, have a strong military. Um, certainly there's things that need to be reformed and we all know that and that we could go down that rabbit yeah, hole, but I don't think we need mm -hmm. to, but I mean, there, you have to stand for what you believe in and that's what has made this country great and it is great and it's changing and it's quite, it's not going to be in my lifetime where everything is fixed yeah. and it's not going to be in your lifetime where everything is fixed, but we need to support minorities we need to support people of color transgender mm -hmm. people i mean we just we have to we yeah. are the united states yep. and stacy cooper miss america miss america, Ms. america. <laughs> we are the united states from a bipartisan household <laughs> it ain't easy it ain't easy <laughs> check it Check your privilege. We stand with Levi. I do. We do. We love Levi. You do you. Hashtag you do you. Hashtag Well, that's all I have for today. I feel like it's a really good place to leave it all. Yeah. I feel very content about it. Any nice comments, Mom? No, thank you. Thank you for being on. You're a natural. You're so good at this. Thanks, Mom. No, thank you for being on and being so open and for letting me be in your home. Oh, anytime. Please, anytime. I'll be back. Don't worry. Thank you. Eat more of your food. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Rachel Profiling. Be sure to leave a rating or a review. Help other people find us. Yes. Yeah. Thanks again for being on. This is Levi's third time on the pod. Oh, a regular. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys are doing dandy. Hope you guys are, I don't know, not the capital. All right, <laughs> yeah. I'll see y'all later. Bye. <laughs>